Welcome to Tracksuits and Pajamas. Or pajamas. We are two best friends from different walks of life. And sleep numbers. Together we'll delve into everything massive and mundane. Join us as we address politics, love, race, parenthood, pancakes, and more. Because when you're comfortable and among kindreds, no topic is off limits. Hello and welcome to Tracksuits and Pajamas. In today's episode, we're talking about back to school for 2020. What that means, how do we balance both the safety and stress of distance or in-person learning, and what the implications on the middle are, and how we're tackling those in our own home. So let's get into it. BTS, get your backpacks, get your stuff ready. Pencils. Or maybe not. So level set, what are you guys doing for school? Well, we have opted for the virtual route. As have we. Yes. So uh, we are gearing up for all of that, making sure we have our technology in place. And that's about it. Um, Normally, I would say pencils and pens and glue and all that other fun stuff, but no, we just got. We don't want any of that in our house. I don't want glue, <laughs> glitter. No, we definitely don't want glitter because uh, it doesn't go away. So yes, we're doing the virtual. Y'all are doing virtual too, right? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I keep <laughs> this weekend too. Someone asked our son what school he was going to and what he was doing, and bless his heart, he didn't even know how to answer because I still don't know how to answer. We are doing virtual. What I do know for sure is that we are not going to a campus for a while. Yes, I understand that. Our son also, we, he said, oh, school's about to start back. First, the, the fact that he said it like like it, like it, he didn't know it was ever going to happen again. Kind so of, sad. Kind of, kind of hit us. We're like, yeah, buddy, school's starting back. He said, in person? And I said, no, it's going to be virtual. He's like, oh. And I was like, oh. I was like, I, I was supposed to be a little better prepared to deliver that news, but he's handling like a champ. We actually went by the school uh, this week. I was telling Mariah earlier, and uh, they did a really cool thing where they passed out like these little little bags with kind of like little games that they can play to sort of help them get ready for being in a virtual environment. So Did they have one for parents? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little packet on how to make this work. Yeah, they, they, just a just a back rub would have been would have been nice to just a little you know that little pat on the back where you get the circle going. It's uh. like it'll be okay, baby. Or when they, right. when they had the kindergarten, we always had the boohoo breakfast because you're crying so hard because you're leaving your babies at school. I feel like they should there should be a boohoo breakfast for school starting again in whatever capacity it's starting. I mean, I've been talking to many, many parent friends, and I don't really know anyone that I've spoken to about it at length that feels great about it. Yeah, I think it just is. Like, it's not one way or the other it just is and folks are making the best of it you know i i feel really blessed and fortunate that you know my wife and i we're both going to be working from home so you know we can we can try to divide and conquer as much as possible uh, i couldn't imagine if one of us had to leave the home to go to work Every day, you know, which a whole lot of folks are having to deal with that. 
So we're we're counting our blessings and feeling fortunate in that because that's not the situation for for everyone. That's for sure. All summer we have been floundering about what to do about school, and so I went. You know, for I think it was in July, I was looking at all the options and contacting all the possible schools and going down all the possible roads. And, you know, I found myself getting really into my own, as I do, into my own head about it and trying to figure out what this perfect solution is or what was even the not sucky solution that could that could exist. And, you know, I, I also found myself getting angry at the school district because I felt like we weren't getting the right communication, right, as in air quotes. You know, I just wanted more from them. And I wanted, actually, to be honest, I wanted more from 2020. But I also wanted more from, I wanted more communication from the school district, but I also wanted better communication from the school district because I felt like when we received emails or videos over the summer, it felt very much, oh, we're still on a wing and a prayer. (laughs) Like it felt like that they were kind of in the same level of panic that we are, which I get. And one of the things we've talked about on the podcast since we've been in our closets going through this is that every organization was hit with the same tsunami this year of trying to figure out what does it look like now that we're in a global pandemic. And so as a person, I totally have empathy for it, and I understand that it's difficult to like course correct a ship as big as our school district is. But as a parent who's panicking, I was really craving a little bit more high touch communication. Yeah, there were so many, there were so many emails coming out at one point that, I, like, I would just, I would just drop my head on the laptop and be like. I don't know how to process all this stuff. But didn't you feel like they all almost said the same thing? Well, they were, it was almost, I'll tell you what it felt like. It felt like, hey, we just heard about this and I'm going to send it over to y'all. <laughs> all right. Hey, we just heard about this. I'm going to send you another email. And, oh, one more thing just came across. I know this is my third one of the day. But as soon as I find out, I'm going to make sure you know about it. And and that's when I started to take a step back and say, okay, wait a minute. They're in the same position we are, right? Because they're waiting to get information from the top. And it literally is rolling downhill. And at the bottom... And they all have families at home that they're dealing with, too. And they're in their closet working i mean it's yeah nobody is living their best life right now no i mean they got to go to the grocery store with a mask on and then wipe stuff down and then come back and send that email out that i just i mean that's a lot you know to have to have to go through all of that and i think it it put me in a place of saying all right you know Try to get yourself together and take a look at as many angles of this as possible, because you can you can quickly go to a place of where it's just sort of woe is me. And it's like, I'm the only one that's getting these um, asynchronous and synchronous emails and having to make sure I say and pronounce those things properly and then try to understand <laughs> all of this stuff. I mean, you you can really sort of feel alone in that and and put upon yeah 
mean, forgetting is- that everyone's going through their own version of this, and some even more mm-hmm. so. But one of the things I had been spinning and spinning and spinning. I mean, I'm still spinning, but not. I'm not in the fire NATO of 2020. But one of the things I decided to do was we we live in Austin, and so I was listening to the vote on whether or not they should postpone school to start on September 8th. And I had tuned in. It was supposed to start at 9 o'clock, and then I tuned in adorably at, like, 1130, thinking that I would just hear the vote. It actually wound up going to 3.30 in the morning. Wow. But what I did get that I did not expect, and actually I think it was a bomb, and it kind of to your point about getting in our own head and thinking we have it so bad and this is so tough on our particular family, it really did a level set for me on what the entire mess of a problem is that they're trying to work on. And it level set me for back to school on what the middle truly is. Mm -hmm. Because as can happen with any of the middle, we get too far one way, and sometimes I, I get really holier than thou and think that I'm in the middle sometimes, even when I'm not. So I've let myself go too far to one side and then need to kind of get right and come back to what the middle really is. And in that meeting, what they had done is that I guess with AISD, if you want to show up at the meetings when they're typically in person, you can and you can give you a little 60 second spiel. Mm -hmm. But because this was going to be a virtual meeting, they let everyone call in for ever. So I think if you had if you had an opinion, you could call in and you were just leaving a voicemail on this I almost said answering machine which would date me, but on the voicemail box. And then they would play it as part of the meeting. And so that is why it went till 3:30 in the morning, which on one hand is brutal, but on the other hand what it did was really level set those perspectives of me of everybody's real life right now Mm -hmm. because you had people calling in who were cafeteria workers in the school and begging for school to go back and or making sure that they got paid even if it got shifted until September. So all these perspectives that I hadn't even considered and at the end of it, even though I didn't know whether or not we were pushing it or not, it really did serve as a an eye-opening moment for me of we're all back to one of our first podcasts from the closet during COVID. You know, we're all in the same All in the same storm, different boats. There we go. Yes. And that some of those, that it's very difficult and that, you know, to your point earlier about you and your wife both working from home and being able to kind of course correct to do virtual learning, that that we have that privilege and we have that not everybody has that privilege. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, and you hit the nail on the head bringing up the whole storm boat scenario. The other thing I, I started dealing with was making sure or, or, or trying to make sure that we lean into the complexity of it versus falling into simplicity. Right. This whole thing is the perfect. Because the simple is take my babies. The complexity yeah. is wait, no. I mean, if, there seems like nothing more simple than let's go back to school, right? And this is the year, of course, like you mentioned, 2020, the overachieving year, uh, where it's not it's not that simple. I did a quick Google search before we got started, and I typed in back to school because I just wanted to see what would come up. And, you know... It was about mask. It was about, you know, PPE. It was about um, virtual this and, you know, hybrid that. And it was asynchronous. 
synchronous, all all that stuff. And I'm just thinking a year ago, you typed in back to school, none of this was there. So everybody's been thrust into this, like we were talking about during our COVID episode a couple months ago. And we're all having to deal with it. And it's tough to not just stay in your own little bubble in your own space and say, oh, this is just crushing my household only. Like this is affecting everyone. You know, I I started thinking about the teachers, right? Because so now you have to teach virtually. Then you have some kids that are in front of you also that you have to be paying attention to. And they haven't seen each other in like, three, four, five months. And just, I'm trying to figure out how that's going to work. Like that can't be easy. And the technology part. I mean, we started recording this podcast 10 minutes later because I couldn't get my computer up and running. And I am familiar with how all of this works and have done it before. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the things I do think the school district said that delineated the difference between what's going to happen in the fall and what happened in the spring as they called it. They said, this was not distance learning in the spring. This was crisis learning in the spring. Yeah, and that did. somehow has made me feel so much better because yes, it's crisis. It was crisis learning, mm-hmm. but you have some of these amazing teachers who technology had never needed to be a core pillar of what they were doing, especially for elementary. And, uh, you know, right. that's, that's my world to level set. And that's Trenzio's world too. You know, our sons are about the same age. My daughter's in her in kindergarten, you know, so you have a scenario where that's not been asked of a lot of them for a few years and then to be thrust in that. And then to now be expected to be kind of the IT person and the troubleshooter on how to get all this to work that's asking too much of too much of anyone. Yeah. It's no wonder why anxiety and stress levels are up, you know, not just among adults, but among the little people, which is just really sad, when, you know, cuz that's why little- my son cussed. It wasn't anything that's happening in our household. It must it must be the anxiety. Oh, Mama, the baby has a lot of stuff on his brain right now, you know. He might slip up, but at least he said he went too far. Too you far. Know? Too far. Yeah. Think about all the adults that we've seen this summer who can't say that for themselves. That's a whole different podcast. Yes. The podcast on the ego. No, actually, we're going to talk about it right now. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's tough. And then there's been, um, and there's all the conversation around, obviously, the academic side, first and foremost, there's been a conversation around the extracurricular piece that I think has been really confusing for, for kids because some of them are practicing football and other fall sports, but then their schoolwork is virtual and then they're, they are going back to campus and they're not going back to campus. It is really confusing. And I think, I'm trying to think, is one of the area school districts that kicked off last week and like the system crashed, I think, for the middle schoolers and the high schoolers. And it made me think of, about the amount of grace that people are going to have to extend. Like you, you you have no choice, right? You can get pissed off. You can be upset about it. But like you were saying, from a technology standpoint, 
It just is what it is. Right. So sometimes Zoom will work. Right. And sometimes it will not work. Right. And sometimes this system will work and sometimes it will not work. So, you know, everyone is going to get a lesson in patience. If they haven't gotten one already with everything that we've gone through this summer. In a strange way, I I wonder if I wonder if this will increase people's empathy in 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 a in a in a weird way just because of all the things that we've talked about, right? And we know that when you talk about empathy and the role that it plays, it's hard for people to empathize with folks unless they've actually been through something. All right. Well. This dynamic of back to school in 2020, everybody's dealing with it, right? And whether you're somebody who's oh, I'm 100% virtual, not going back until we have a vaccine, or whether you're like, hey, I want to get the kids back, um, or, you know, squash that false dichotomy because all those things can be true, right? You can, you know, you can be for all of those things. You could want all of those things. But the fact that we are experiencing this all together, I think and I hope is is going to create a little bit more empathy overall. Not quite sure how how it'll play out, but I just think it's an interesting thing to watch because you can't escape it. Again, speaking about the context of back to school, if you're a parent, you you just you can't get away from it. I, I don't care who you are. Or, or you know, or what you want to do, or even what your resources are, right? You, you're gonna, it's gonna impact you one way or the other. Yeah, and I've seen definitely a lessening of. I mean, I'm calling it being cavalier, but it could be on both sides, right? I, I think people have, especially when as it relates to education, been actively seeking what that middle ground could be, and what are those other options that are available to them? Is it a different? Is it homeschooling? Is it pods? Is it? Um, Virtual, is it going back? But I I have noticed, and it actually, to your point about empathy, it's actually been, it's actually made me feel pretty optimistic because I've seen in this world where we are polarized about so many things, I have seen subtle shifts with, you know, my focus groups of parents that I know that even if you started the summer thinking, oh, I'm absolutely going to do X, Y, Z, there have been shifts throughout the summer on trying to figure out what that middle ground could look like. I don't know anyone, again, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, that just feels 100% great about their decision. And that does force empathy and it forces humility a little bit because it's making us look at the fact that the systems that we thought we had are not working right now and that we all we all need to do I mean we all need to do what's right for our family and I think the middle ground is doing what's right for your family and also being considerate of others and what their needs and their realities are because you know I can't just the, the answer as we talked about a few months ago is never is not don't ever go back to school but what's right for my family right now is we're we're still playing it really close to the vest for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But I caught myself in the summer thinking, man, these people that want to go back to school, they're just crazy. They're just being flippant and they're not taking this seriously. And then I had that moment and part of it was listening to the board meeting of just kind of slapping myself and saying, no, no, that's not what's happening here. Everybody, for the most part, in this instance, is making the decision 
that works for them and that is best for them. And I also have seen a shift to being considerate of what others are thinking and feeling in it as well. And I haven't seen any like parent shaming with my group. There's Mm -hmm. no, are you crazy? What are you thinking? It's really been a nice community feel because we do know that we're all just trying to make it to 2021. Hey, we are limping along. I, you know, I will say I had a difficult time right around, pr- probably around, probably early, early July, late June, once you started to see the numbers taking off a little bit more, because I felt like, like from the, from the first time when the kids were out of school, starting back in, in mid-March, right around that spring break time. My wife and I, what we talked about is, hey, let's let's do what we got to do right now and, and really try to make sure, you know, everyone does their part because school is going to start back in August. Right. You know, because when schools got canceled uh, right around spring break, what we talked a lot about was, hey, maybe if we do everything that we need to do, then maybe by August they can be back in school, right? Because we only had like a month, maybe a month and a half left of the school year, and you were going to have summer there, right? And then what we started to see around June, July time frame was, oh, we're not really doing everything we probably should do if the goal is to make sure that we get back, get kids back to school safely if we can, um, with low infection rates and all that other stuff in August because the pri- because most of the conversation around that time was not about school and it was about reopening right? and it was about the economy. And I kind of felt like that got lost. And then all of a sudden, like right around mid-July, it was like, oh, by the way, School's about to start. And you love oh. the all of a sudden's. Uh, yeah, you know you know how I process the all of a sudden's. You know, what? All of a, I'm like, what no. the hell was it? What is what did you think was coming? Like you know, another spring break. And by the way, I know people in education, I'm sure are saying this because they were spending their summers trying to figure out what the heck to do without any guidance. Right. As they make plans and they prepare. Right. They were doing their jobs. And I think that was a big part of why the ASD decided, hey, we need to push this a little bit because we were preparing for 30 different scenarios. Right. Without much guidance. And then we get new guidance like a couple of weeks before school start. I I don't blame you. I'd be looking to to push and make an adjustment as well. So. I did well, you, sort of struggle with that. You always said that going back to school would be the litmus test. Like you said it, I think you said it in April, you know, of that's really where all this will come to a head on what does it look like to truly reopen? What does it look like when we're ready to send our kids back into some sort of real world scenario, then what happens? I mean, I, I think it was yesterday, wasn't it, that the city of Austin expanded the directional mm-hmm. need to wear a mask. Yeah, they pushed it to December and said, you know, keep keep staying in unless you have to send your kid to school. And those two things just hearing them juxtaposed out loud 
felt really strange. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, basically keep it locked down unless you're sending your kids to school as if, as if that's a bubble. And I think that's what's always struck me about this whole conversation about back to school and sending kids back to school, even when the stats on the virus keep changing, what we know about the virus keeps changing. Even when the thought was, okay, kids either can't get it or if they do get it, their symptoms aren't as severe as adults. What always struck me as ill-informed about that argument was that kids don't live on an island like Lord of the Flies. I mean, they're coming they're coming home to people. And then all of those, that's just, that's a vulnerability. And if we're mm-hmm. being really rigorous in eight points of, eight out of 10 points in our lives, but then that is a wide open door. It's kind of, again, that false narrative of, oh, I feel like I'm keeping my family safe. And we all have to do what we have to do. We all have, we all have things in our lives that are the responsibilities that we have to do that are above and beyond staying inside. And again, not that we can stay inside forever, but just understanding what those vulnerabilities are in school is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I never understood the idea of not doing everything we could possibly do to create the safest environment for them that we can. Right. So trying to eliminate as much stuff as possible. And then the idea of the first time that we would bring mass quantities of people back together again would be for back to school. It's just, just baffling yeah. to me. Um, especially knowing how we approach the summer. Right. And that was, and I feel like that equation, again, not for the people who have to, teach and take care of our children in school it's been on their mind ever since this happened way back in March Um, but it's just been real interesting to see how for a lot of others in particular those in leadership at least they didn't communicate um, in a mass way sort of what the thinking was or what their plans were Uh, but it, it just felt like it was sort of sprung on everyone and it created that scenario again of being in the same storm, but just having a different boat. Uh, it's just this time you're talking about all the babies coming together again. And that made it, you know, that made it tough for us. That was a big reason why we went with the decision that we went with. Uh, and why, you know, we feel, we feel horrible for those who have to send their kids back into that, um, you know, you don't you don't have you know, you don't you don't have that option of being able to keep your kid home and go to work. Like I I know we talked about it earlier, but that's just somebody to have to be in that situation. Um I just really wish these conversations would have been happening a whole lot sooner and I wish the school districts would have had their information a whole lot sooner than they got it. Yeah, and I think you know, what you mentioned about the school districts earlier is like planning for 30 scenarios. What's interesting is I think we've all been doing that. And that goes back to the human nature of what the, the toll of this year has taken is as a parent and trying to decide what options we would pursue for my family. 
I did that whole thing where it's like, let's just think about 300 things. Let's let's expand and explore all of the things. And then you realize I'm getting no closer. What I was really hoping for was the perfect answer. And it just kept my mind busy what, until it could catch up to the fact that that just doesn't exist. And I think that's what happened for school districts, too. I mean, at our heart, all of us have really just been hoping that this will just go away. <laughs> I mean, that's what I, the little me, the little me just like the, I don't want to, I want this over and I'm ready for it to be done. And that's got to feed into every organization. It's got to feed into every single person right now who's living through this. But where you have to come to and where we are now, and granted, it was this deadline that was coming up on us is to, is to say, okay, there is no perfect answer. So what? Not even what I had been looking for what felt right, and I have set down for now what felt right, and I'm just deciding on what feels the least wrong and trying to get comfortable with that. Because <laughs> I've always tried to make decisions on what felt authentic and true and what's the next best right thing to do. And the truth is right now, there's I don't know that there's a best right thing to do, but I know that I can pick something and be comfortable with it until I need to change that. And that to me is not to be Pollyanna-ish, but like that's one of the benefit, the positive lessons of 2020 has been that I can just make another decision when I need to, Mm -hmm. that I can decide that I'm going to be virtual right now for using the school example. We can decide that we don't want to explore right now small group learning and even expand that far at this point. But that if in two weeks time that feels like a good choice for our family, that those options are still evolving with all of this and that there's no final answer on this. Yeah. No, it's a, it's an ever evolving thing. Kind of like this year. (laughs) Mariah, what do you think from what you've heard so far? You know, y'all have touched on, you know, there are some parents who, you know, they do have to go into a physical job. So like the the virtual learning isn't as much of an option. But the other, I think, thing I heard like Dr. Holly, who's the AISD equity mm-hmm. officer talk a lot about is um, not every kid has the same technology access. Like even a lot of the kids on the Eastern Crescent don't have high speed internet. And so asking them to like essentially watch a glitchy classroom Mm -hmm. for six hours a day, like how is that even going to be possible? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then also households with more than one child, but who maybe can't afford more than one um, technology access point. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, um, you know, internet desert situation is, is real and it's it's crazy to think we're in 2020 and we still have spots that are that dry when it comes to coverage uh, for one um what is not a surprise what you were saying Mariah is that there's plenty of folks in the district who can't afford the technology um and they haven't forbid you you know if, if you if you need more than one device um uh, that's tough you know stuff is not cheap and they're hard to order now. I know the district was buying like thousands of devices and thousands of Wi-Fi hotspots, um, you know. But again, it just it 
it takes me back to the very beginning of we we knew August was coming. Like, Game of Thrones. Just, August is coming. August is coming. I just I, I, I can't get over that. So we, we knew the situation that we had with kids um, who didn't have access, didn't have devices because we got a small sampling of that back in March. Right. Kind of got thrust into it because there were there were certain schools, you know, bless their heart. They they just lost contact with some of their kids. When we left, like they, they literally no contact with them at all uh, at, right after spring break. So this should have been like priority one. Um, and then there's a part of me that also thinks if it was priority one, where would we where would we be right now? You know, would we still have the situation of. Some people virtual, uh, some people in person, um, lack of devices, not having the connection. And I think that that part is is hard to process. So it, it sort of lets everybody know how um, there are parts of this that we think we can't control. And then there are parts of this that we just have no no control over whatsoever. And I think the parts that we think we have some control over or that we could have played a role in trying to help. Um, we just sort of swung and missed on that. And in some cases, I don't even know if we swung. We just watched the ball go by, you know, which. So I have to admit, I'm a little pissed still about that. I'm working on it. Uh, but it was, it was hard to, it's hard to find the middle in that space uh, for those sorts of things, because now we're talking about kids. It's one thing if you're talking about adults just sort of going out doing whatever they want to do or making their own decisions, but you're talking about little people, that's a whole different ball game. And it it's it's forced us as is often necessary with the middle to find what it is for ourselves. Because I definitely fall into and I was there most of the summer I just wanted somebody in power to make a decision to find the middle and fight the find the right solution and I don't like it when this happens but it does often happen that I realize that that's my job and you know it goes we talked about this a few episodes ago about you know being leaders in our own household and mm -hmm. what this is teaching me is to try to look a little bit more inward because and I don't see a big shift to the middle. I can't tell if it's that there's a lack of a desire to be in the middle or a lack of ability to be in the middle. But this is teaching me over and over again that I kind of need to find what that grounding point is for me and then operate from there versus looking outward for the sign of what it should be and then course correcting to that. Because when I did that over and over, and I think that's why I was spiraling so much about all these different options, is that I just wanted there to be an answer. I wanted them to have figured them in air quotes again, but I wanted them to have figured it all out so that I could just go along for the ride. And I think that that is a terribly articulated metaphor, but for so many things. I mean, that's what's happening from a political standpoint. That's what happens in all of our communities. Sometimes that's what's happening in my own home of, I just want someone else mm -hmm. to figure it out so that I can follow. And it's a lot of work to try to figure it out for myself so that I can lead. 
if we were thinking from a leadership standpoint, if we were thinking from the middle, right? There was a whole bunch of conversation early on about we got to reopen, right? We got to get businesses back going. Got to get people back to work. Absolutely. We got to stay safe, right? Got to make sure we're wearing masks. Got to make sure we're doing our part. You know, don't go out unless you really have to. Absolutely. All of that. Check, check, check. If we were thinking from the middle, then we're like, you know what? Let's make sure we lock this place down so when we get to the fall, we can have maybe mass amounts, if that's what we want, we can have mass amounts of people starting to go back to work if we can make sure the children have a safe environment, right? Safe being a little bit relative, right? Because we don't have a vaccine yet. Obviously, still got to wear masks, still got a social distance. But man, can you imagine if we had put all of our efforts into driving the rates down so that way when we got to August, we gave ourselves some options, right? Then at that point, we're in a, we're in a again, relative, safer environment. Um, and we have, because of that, more people feel comfortable going to work, right? Maybe people feel a little bit more comfortable going to a restaurant, right? Maybe more people feel comfortable, right? So, so now everything, all sides of that sort of get to experience what they would hope, right? And instead they became unilateral issues at the beginning and they were addressed individually instead of globally that then could make all of those things hum together. Yeah. And then we, so we we just sort of latched on to those respective corners versus focusing on the middle. And I think when people listen to this podcast and as they go about their daily life, I think, you know, one of the things I, I would love for them to take away is there's opportunities that we have every day to govern, if you will, right, there's a literal meaning in that. And then there's, you know, the, the internal meaning that sort of govern how we do things. Um, Cause people often ask me, well, what does the middle look like? What is it really? Well, in this scenario, this is what it would have looked like, right? If the focus would have heavily been on making sure we had a safe environment for arguably our most precious resource, if you will, and children, right. And the teachers that go back, and care for them and teach them in that environment. I mean, just 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 think about all the arguments that have been had, and how everyone would have, to us to a degree, gotten everything that they want. You know, and that's taking. The, it's it's hard to do that when we're right in the middle of it, and when it's hot. You know, it's hard. It's it, it's difficult to do that, but. You know, and I'm looking in the mirror when I say that because it it is it is difficult to do that, but it makes a difference all the time that I can think of on the back end um, when we do that. So hopefully, people will take that lesson and try to apply it. Hopefully, it becomes a lesson taught versus one learned. That would be great. I think the only closing thing I'd say is like we're by the time this podcast airs, most of us will already be back at school. 
or close to going back to school, whatever that looks like, and just treat yourself and others with grace and know that just like everything else, we're going to get through this too. It's going to be an interesting school year. Take it day so, by day, week by week, one day Zoom by Zoom. Mm-hmm. And for all you employers, Thank you know, you just get used to having children pop up in the backgrounds. It's going to be all good. And for those that have employees that have to come in, you know, like, like Noel said, show them some grace. Give them a little bit of love. That's not easy. And uh, and for those of you, you that know, aren't parents, just we, we need a little extra dose of grace this fall. Yeah. For those of you who are not, who are not parents, don't become parents right now. <laughs> uh, <I'm> just, <laughs> now's not the time. Like, just keeping it 100. Keep, like, give yourself a couple years. Just give it a minute, you know, get you an RV, do something, but, don't, but you know, get you another cat, get you a dog, whatever you want to do. But, you know. And just know, we just... we as parents will be back on our A game in short order, but it's not, our A game is not going to occur between September and October 15th. Nah, I'm looking for A game like in July. Of 2021? <laughs> Nah, 2022. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank y'all. Take this care. Take care of each other. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did enjoy, please subscribe and share with your people. Also, uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review so that everyone else can hear all the wonderful things you have to say about us. We'd also want you to check us out in the social media space. All the links are in the show notes. So until next time, take care and we'll talk to you soon.